welcome to the OWA Talks podcast. And this month we have our fabulous guest, Ashley Mills, who is the CEO of the Vision Council. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for joining us. Um, why don't we start with, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, I run the Vision Council, which is a trade association for the entire optical industry. We have about 750 members. Many of you work for them or know them or do business with them. And um, together we are uh, really the voice for the, the impact and power and potential of vision and doing a lot of great work, even despite the, the crazy year that we've had. Well, hopefully this year is much better than 2020. <laughs> it already is, actually. <laughs> so I'd love to, to get to know a little bit more, Ashley, about how you got involved with the OWA and why you think it's such an important organization for women in the industry. Certainly. And I think I'm one of the people to blame for getting the two of you involved in doing this podcast. So I owe you both a debt of gratitude and a huge thanks because this has been a really exciting um, endeavor for the OWA. And I know people really love these podcasts. Um, I got involved with the OWA when I came to the Vision Council um, five years ago, but I had previously known the Vision Council and the OWA as I worked at the Vision Council from 2003 to 2006 and was a member of the OWA then. Um, I thought it was an important organization several years ago and increasingly so when I came back to the industry, just an example of the power of the OWA. Um, I had been out of the vision world for several years working in other industries at other associations. So joining the OWA was a critical first step for me to start reconnecting with my peers in vision. And it just happens so quickly when you get involved with the OWA. You are immediately buoyed by hundreds of women who are looking to support you and looking for all of us to do well and succeed together. And there are several opportunities for people to get involved in the OWA. So five years ago, when I came back to the vision industry, I got involved on the communications committee of the OWA, which... Then I believe I moved to the Digital Marketing Committee, and now I'm chairing the brand new Finance Committee. Um, so as you can see, there are a lot of ways to get involved, but really um, one thing that was so clear five years ago when I came back to Vision was just how much the OWA had evolved since I had last um, been a part of it. And really, it's so exciting to see the constant evolution of the OWA and the caliber of the people and the programming. And I think the sky is the limit for us. And we're just gonna keep evolving to make sure we're serving the women of the industry the way that they need to be supported to help them professionally. You've had a really successful career so far, you know, within the industry and outside of the industry. So we have a lot of uh, newer members who are maybe just, you know, just getting started in the optical industry. What kind of advice or tips would you have for someone that's just entering the optical industry? And how do you think that it's changed since the pandemic? Well, first of all, I have worked in other industries, some wonderful and some a little disappointing, but all told, optical has always been standard bearer for, for me when I look at how 
how in other industries work and, and, and work with other people in other industries. So optical, it, it's so unique. This industry is so unique. And many of the examples are the relationships and the friendships and even, even fierce competitors are attending each other's weddings. And um, it's just a really tight community full of people of really strong character. So my advice uh, to anyone entering the industry is to, I mean, jump right in, reach out to people. Once you're in, you're part of, you're, you're in, you're part of the family and we'll do anything to help you be successful. It, it's good for all of us when new businesses launch, uh, new entrepreneurs come into the industry and, and launch new products. That's good for all of us. It just keeps fueling us going forward for on the professional side, opening new doors, joining us in opticianry or optometry or retail. This is a this is an industry that supports its people and each other. And so um, I'm happy to say, I don't think that that has changed during the pandemic. If anything else, the pandemic has shown us that we are really all in this together. And there wasn't anyone that you spoke to or I spoke to in the last year who who wasn't feeling this in some way and who wasn't um, worried and going through this and adapting their businesses and working their networks. And so um, I think welcome if you're new to this industry, it, it will be a wonderful place for you to advance your career, make really lasting relationships. And I think there's of course, a lot of opportunity um, to go in a lot of different directions. First off, Ashley, from Stephanie and I, thank you so much for getting us involved with the <laughs> podcast. Because it's thank been you. such a great, um, it's hard to believe we've been doing this for over a year now. And I think that every guest we have like tends to get better and um, give us so much information. I think sometimes we win out more than the, the people listening to to the podcast each month. It's a great example of, of what I was just saying and how the OWA continues to best itself and continues to evolve and offer different programming the way our members need it. Um, so the podcast is a great example of just constant evolution. And I think even the committee that we're in, just how they've pivoted everything to mm -hmm. online during the pandemic and just so many great ways to get people involved. I agree. It's um, very, very, a very supportive and well-connected community. But so we're really excited to talk to you today about Vision Expo East this June. Yeah. So what are you most excited <laughs> about for the show? <laughs> the real reason you're here with us. Uh, I can't pick the most excited, most exciting thing. To, to be honest, this is just, um, oh gosh, it's, it's just such an exciting milestone for us and something we've been really working working towards for the last year with a lot of uncertainty. And now we have that clarity and that certainty and we know that we will be running a show June 2nd through 5th in Orlando. So that in itself is incredibly exciting. The response to this has been overwhelming and we know that the optical community wants to get back to business and wants to do do this in person. So we haven't seen each other. This is the first major event since 2019. So um, 
we, we have much to celebrate and much to look forward to. And we have done an incredible amount of planning to ensure that the experience is both incredibly safe and up to the highest standards, given that we're still in a, in a COVID era. Um, but with that, I know that we can have a strong business event where people can see each other face to face behind a mask um, and, and do business and see products and really start, really start cementing those relationships that have been largely virtual for the last year and a half. So um, there's plenty to look forward to. <laughs> Seeing all of you is, is uh, definitely top of, top of the list. It's kind of it's kind of interesting because our very first OWA episode was with Sheena Taff, and we talked Aww. about Vision Expo East before it was canceled and before COVID was a thing. Mm -hmm. So she was telling us all. I mean, I was looking forward to it, and we were. She was telling us all about all the new you know things that were being implemented mm -hmm. um, in Vision Expo East last year, um, but this year there's other new implicate, you know, things being implemented in the form of safety mm -hmm. protocols. So what kind of, you know, obviously we're, there's going to be masks and social distancing, but what type of uh, protocols are being put into place to keep everyone safe? It's a great question. It's certainly top of mind for us to run this show with every protocol in place to keep our exhibitors and our attendees safe and we know we can do it we would not be throwing or <laughs> throwing this party holding the show and and hosting this event if we didn't know we could do it well and one of the reasons we chose orlando is that they've run over 50 shows already in the last year successfully and safely so we will have all of the protocols in place that people are used to at the grocery store or the mall or when they go to their doctor's offices We've been working with optical retailers who have been open since last summer with face masks and temperature screens and sanitation guidelines and, and product guidelines. So we, we've been working closely with the whole community to deliver an event that I, I don't think it will surprise anyone because many, all of these practices have been doing this for almost a year. Um, but our guidelines are, um, well, we branded them Vision Safe, and they're on our website, and I encourage everyone to look at them, but they include face cover coverings. We will do temperature screenings upon arrival. Um, we will be increasing our sanitation and cleaning protocols during and after show hours. We will ask people to maintain a safe physical distance of six feet between them and another attendee. Uh, signage will be there to guide people throughout the event so that there isn't a congregation of a lot of people close together. But we'll also have, you know, we recognize this is a business event and it's also a fun event. And so, the, you know, we'll, we'll have areas where there will be places where you can take your mask off and have water and lunch, but be safely distanced from others. It will feel like you're wearing a mask and you're following social distancing guidelines and you're doing everything that you're used to doing and have been for the last year, but we'll also make sure that you can touch products and go sit down and talk to people or go take a break and feel comfortable taking your mask off 
so we'll have plenty of space to do that, which is another reason we're really happy to be in Orlando. But if you have specific questions, I am happy to answer them because I know that it's tough to make these decisions on traveling and we want everyone to feel comfortable, but you can check out um, the Vision Expo website, Vision Safe, all of the guidelines are on there. It's called Vision Safe. Ask me, message me on LinkedIn or find me at the Vision Council and I'm happy to talk to anyone who has concerns or questions about what the actual event is going to look like. Um, so the safety protocols, we, we will, we're certainly, we will be making sure that we can provide a safe event and we can do that confidently with also it being fun and a good business event and a, and a destination that you want to attend. I thank you for putting all the work into this because I'm sure it takes an army to make sure that all of this is working and, and convention centers and um, just everything to actually bring it together and um, to really help make it a safe place. I'm sure it'll be somewhat adapted, nonetheless a, a great place to, to be able to make those connections again. <laughs> it can be done. It will be done. <laughs> Absolutely. We had, um, I think it was two podcasts ago, we had talked to someone who had just got back from a conference from Florida as well, and she was talking about the very similar things, and she said she felt very, very safe that it made her comfortable with all of those, those processes mm -hmm. in place. And I think we're going to start to see more and more of that happening now, which is mm -hmm. great because we want whatever that new normal looks like to happen sooner than later. It is great. And we're also really encouraged that SECO is taking place. And we're also really encouraged to see that the AOA is still going to take place at the end of June. They just moved their location. And it just, for all of us, it just signals that it's time and people are ready and um, we will we'll do it. We'll follow all the protocols that we need to, to ensure a safe environment, but it is definitely time to get back out there. So I'm excited to learn more about the neighborhoods. You have a lot <laughs> of them planned. Can you share a little bit about what these are gonna include for attendees? Sure, and thanks for asking. I'm sorry I laughed, but We've been wanting to launch these neighborhoods for a long time now, so they will finally see the light of day. Um, but when we talk about neighborhoods, it's really a reimagination of the entire show floor experience. And so we've reorganized where certain companies are and we've grouped them together to create this neighborhood feel, which is really conducive to um, networking and for the buyers it will logically organize like products and companies together and the inspiration really came from new york in it in and of itself um, when we were planning this for the javits center in new york city we we really thought what what is so unique about this destination and how can we match the show to it and so we landed on several different neighborhoods so you'll feel like you're experiencing the neighborhoods of new york and each one has its own specific vibe so to speak to it and undercurrent and so the focus will feature the um the technology and the techniques and the lenses and the lens coatings and disease management you can expect to see companies like alcon allergan Zeiss, Topcon, et cetera, in the focus. In the park, you'll see the industry icons with uh, eyewear and their prestigious collections. 
you can expect to, so the park we're thinking is like Central Park. Um, you can expect to see the big companies, Charmant, Iowa Designs, Tura, Liberty will be there. The Union, or we're kind of downtown now, um, it's a shopping experience really with pop culture inspired collaborations, the talk of the show trends. This is where you'll find Etnia Barcelona, um, Spectacle Iwerks, Modo is there, and many others. All of this is on our Vision Expo website, so you'll know where, the, where all the exhibitors are on the floor plan. We also, in paying a tribute to the river that we overlook when we're at the Javits Center, you'll see the river neighborhood, which has our art and culture inspired designers. This is where you'll see, oh gosh, um, Tom Davies, Suspiri, Wood Optic, and Regards. And then finally, we have um, the Springs, which is taking its cue from the Jackson Pollock abstract expressionist era and um, the neighborhood out in the Hamptons where um, Jackson Pollock and the others were painting. And so the Springs is the next generation. These are the optical icons coming into their own um, Ferrilli. Uh, spilt milk and others will be in the springs, but we have a very eclectic, kind of very carefully curated approach to the show now with these new neighborhoods. And even just talking about it now is just such a lovely reminder of how diverse the exhibitors are at Vision Expo and what you can look forward to seeing when you attend and who you can um, who you can discover. I kind of like hearing the background of how the names came about for the different neighborhoods because it's like oh now that you've explained it I'm like that mm -hmm. makes sense you know. Um, mm -hmm. So the other thing in addition to the neighborhoods is the global plaza and mm -hmm. I would like to know um, because you know with COVID not so many international um, companies are going to be able to come so you guys have set up this global plaza. Can you go over a little bit more about how that's going to work and what we can expect there? Sure. So we are all, we are all so discouraged that Mito couldn't run this year. Um, we totally understand why they've made their decision to wait until next February. And so Mito, it, taking into account just the challenges of international travel right now, the Global Plaza will really represent how we're taking a hybrid approach to the show and providing online as well as in-person opportunities for exhibitors. So the Global Plaza is how we can showcase some of our international exhibitors who just simply aren't going to be able to attend in person. So you'll find it in on the main, there will be a main, there will be a physical presence at Vision Expo but also an online presence and the global plaza will take place in both formats. But we have launched over the last year of our virtual platform, which is called Shop Vision. And so the global plaza lives on Shop Vision. It's year round. It is a sourcing platform. It's a marketplace. It has opportunities for exhibitors to meet with buyers. But like I said, it will it will represent a hybrid because we will have a physical destination at the show as well as an online destination so we can 
we can extend um, Vision Expo East beyond who could, who's able to attend this year. In addition to exhibitors, I think Vision Expo is really known for having great educational and professional development opportunities. Is there anything special that you want to highlight um, so our listeners might want to plan to attend those? Sure. Um, well, first, I'd like to thank Opticon for their continued partnership with Vision Expo. They will be represented on the show floor. They will have their Opticon hub, and they are delivering our education program for opticianry, contact lenses. Um, and we also just announced today the professional opticians of Florida have decided to co-locate with us. So uh, we'll have plenty of um, education opportunities for opticianry at the show, as we always do. We also, in the spirit of delivering both the show and the education in both a hybrid and in-person format, we also launched this year Vision Ed, which provides sought-after continuing education delivered by Vision Expo, but on a, in an online format. So we're really just like every other industry and every other trend, the show has adapted to meet our customers and our attendees exactly where they need us to be. And so we, that just gets to the spirit of the hybrid and having online and in person. But we'll still be delivering continuing education in person at Vision Expo East in Orlando, but it is also available in uh, certain classes are now available on Vision Ed. It's all part of the Vision Expo umbrella. So kind of at the beginning, we talked a little bit about people just entering the optical industry and you know how to build a successful career. So let's say you are new to the industry and you go to Vision Expo for the first time. What type of opportunities are there or resources for them to access um, so that they can advance their career or find a new career? A career? Well, every I, I would say, you know, honestly, everyone in the industry and profession is at Vision Expo in some capacity. So if you want to network, if you want to see what other companies are out there and growing, if you want to make a connection with a potential partner company, it's all at the show. I would, my best advice is to get on the website, see who's attending, see where they're going to be, and start reaching out. And the the best advice is to set up appointments before you get there, because once you get to the show, it just the days go by so quickly. So you can you can walk the show and introduce yourself to people, and that certainly works. But you might find yourself running out of time quickly if you don't schedule those appointments and people get really busy and then they set up other meetings. So I would just say, plan your schedule as best as you can find out who you absolutely want to meet and make an appointment to go see them. And just being present and seeing people and meeting them, this is going to be a really interesting year. I mean, this is like the best first day back ever at Vision Expo East because we haven't had this meeting in in over a year. So I would think that this will be a special a special event to be at, especially if you're just starting your career. You can say you were at the first one after COVID. And I, I know based on people's excitement to be back and based on our exhibitors' desire and how eager they are to be back in front of 
everyone at the show, I think this is going to be one where while you can't embrace everyone physically, you will be embraced um, professionally at Vision Expo without question. You've really given us such great advice and gotten us very excited about what's to come. Um, and we can't wait to see how everything transpires. Um, as we wrap up our time together today, um, one of the things we like to ask is our last question to, to all of our guests is, would you be willing to share one last piece of advice to our listeners? And this could be on any topic. I would. And I feel like I, I, I thought about this a lot and I don't want to bring people down, but I think it's really important as we are now so enthusiastic and really come really coming through this. We have every reason to be optimistic and positive. We're going to see each other in nine weeks. This is going to be great. Um, don't let us not forget how hard this last year was for people. And I, I say that because I've been shocked and really saddened talking to even some of my closest friends about really what they've been through personally and how hard this has been. And so my advice really is to, if there's just reach out, reach out to your best friend, reach out to your neighbor, reach out to someone and ask them how, really how they're doing. Because I've, like I said, I've been really, I feel like we've all been in this and we've all recognized that this has been hard and we've all been in survival mode in our own way. And I think some people have really had a really, really, really hard time. So my advice to all of you would be maybe just reach out to someone and just check in on them because I'm learning when I'm asking people how they're doing, it's, it's not an easy answer <laughs> and um, they, they could use some support. So I, I just think I, as much as I am so positive and optimistic and looking forward to putting this behind us, I would just remind everyone that maybe maybe some of even their closest friends are having a tough time and it would be just worth reaching out to them and checking in on them. I definitely feel like we're at the the end of the tunnel. The light is there. I see the light. Vision <laughs> Expo coming up, you know, it's it's all coming back hopefully. And I, I know so. I'm excited to hear, you know, what comes out of Vision Expo this year. I go to Vision Expo West, so I have to wait a little bit longer, um, but I'm really excited to be able to go this year. And We are too. It, it is gonna. It's gonna be wonderful. It, it's so exciting to be back on the calendar, and we're getting closer and closer. And we'll be able to announce more programming and events as we get closer. But it's. Um, I definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, and I've been looking forward to the neighborhoods since Sheena told us about them last year. So <laughs> I'm glad. Me too. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Me too. They will not disappoint. <laughs> Well, thank you so much today for joining us, Ashley. Um, it was a great kind of setup for what we can expect at Vision Expo. And I think it kind of gets the hype going that be all excited to attend for sure. Thank you. I'm so happy to talk to you about it. All right. And that's today's episode and we'll see you guys next month.